there, ladies. Welcome to In the Nitty Gritty, a podcast dedicated to women entrepreneurs who are juggling work, kids, relationships, and everything else nitty gritty. You're about to join conversations that speak to all the hats we juggle as we navigate this road of life as gracefully as we can. Wearing our favorite leggings, a messy bun with mascara and lip gloss on, we are holding our sippy cup filled with coffee that keeps us running to all the things so we can enjoy those little moments that make this crazy journey oh so worth it. Life is busy and full and messy, rewarding, challenging, ugly, scary, and so not perfect. But the dreams we have are vividly wild, and we are going to make them our reality. So hoosh up your leggings, ladies, grab your coffee, and let's get real. And now, Melissa Rose, whose idea of a good time is an afternoon nap. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of In the Nitty Gritty with your host here, Melissa Rose. I am so happy you are back, and I'm thrilled to be in your ears sharing all the things nitty gritty. I want to give you guys something. I have a new freebie on my website uh, called The Eight Mantras for Mamapreneurs. These are my eight great mantras that I use in my coaching when I am talking to myself with my clients that I love and there is a video training that goes along with it and it's completely free and I'm really excited about it because I think it will give some value to you in your journey no matter what stage of business you're at. So if you're interested in grabbing that, come on over to MsMelissaRose.Simplero.com and that is where that lives and I would love to share that with you. I also want to give a listener shout out. You guys, the reviews are coming in and they mean so much to me. For any of you out there that don't know, this is how podcasters get recognized around the world of podcasting is through reviews. And I want to shout out Win Coaching. Uh, she says, I absolutely love the no nonsense and practical wisdom that Melissa shares. This is gold for all the hats women wear, especially as an entrepreneur and a mama. Definitely a must. Thank you so much, Win Coaching. I love that A, you took the time to do that and appreciate your kind words. So if you have not left a review, please do that so I can give you a shout out here on the podcast. So I want to introduce my first interview, Ms. Sarah Kapecki. She is my bestie. She's my running buddy. She's my walking buddy. She's my business bestie. She's a friend. Uh, we laugh. We cry. We actually get a little teary in this podcast. I don't know if you guys will be able to hear that, but um, Sarah lays out some really great nuggets at the end. Sarah is a realtor. She's been in business three or four years. But throughout my time with her, she started her business and has grown it, and she's kicking butt. She is doing really well. She is crushing it, and I would like to say I helped her with some of this <laughs> as her accountability partner, but she is rocking it, and I'm super proud of her, and I'm excited for you guys to learn from her. Sarah shares a little bit about the nitty-gritty of what she has gone through in her marriage. Now, she doesn't go full-on into it, but if it resonates with you as a partner and mama and entrepreneur, reach out to Sarah. She is fully 
open to talking to people who might be going through a difficult time and giving them encouragement and sharing a little bit about her story. She, Like I said, she doesn't go deep into it, but she does allude to it. And she has overcome, y'all. She's overcome some big stuff in their marriage. And she point blank says it's because they both wanted to work on their marriage and they now have a success story. And don't get me wrong, and she will be the first to say this too, we have to still work at it. But she and her husband have worked on getting through the crap to have a really, really great example now. So she also shares about juggling all the things that we do as mama entrepreneurs with kids, with work, with partners, and just wanting to do all the things. So I hope you enjoy this interview with my business bestie, Sarah Kopecki. Welcome, Sarah. Well, thanks for having me. <laughs> How fun is this? I know, right? <laughs> We're like dressed up. We're actually not in our running clothes and our walking clothes and not freezing. Yes. That's very nice. <laughs> okay, so I ask everybody this question. The first question is, what did you want to be when you grew up? Ooh, that's a great question. You know, a couple things that I was looking at that interested me were, one, being a chef, because I really enjoyed cooking, and two, I always thought being a flight attendant would be really fun, because you could travel <laughs> everywhere. What I, I really didn't honestly know what I wanted to be. I didn't have big dreams of, oh, I'm going to be this when I grow up. I knew I just did not want to work in an office. I didn't, I knew I couldn't sit at a desk all day. So I knew what I didn't want to be, but I had a hard time really trying to figure out what I wanted to be when I grew up. So, yeah. Funny, a flight attendant. A flight attendant. I could totally see you doing that. I think think it would be so fun. And then, I mean, think about all the places you could travel and all the people, the relationships. Like, I would just love that. I I love that. I eat that stuff up. I mean, just getting to know people. Oh, is t- totally my passion. That so, is. That's your gift. It, I that love it. Gift. Okay, so the that's awesome. So the next question I always ask people is, when did you decide to either pursue your business seriously? Like for me, it was I was already doing it. It just took it to a different level. Or when did you decide that this is what I want to do? That's a really great question, too. So I think, you know, the thing that got me into real estate to begin with was I just kind of hit a low in my life. And didn't really know who I was and kind of just, what am I going to do with my life? Like, I I didn't know where I was going and everything. And so I think hitting that low point in my life made me realize that there were lots of opportunities to grow from there. And so really, I'm already at the bottom. Uh, <laughs> I can only go up from here kind of a thing. And so one thing I that was interesting to me was homes, looking at homes. Mm -hmm. And also I love building relationships. Mm -hmm. So then looking at being a real estate agent, because not only can you show pretty homes to people, but you can also establish and build that relationship with them. So it just seemed like a really good fit for me, Mm -hmm. but it was scary because it's commission based. And so being kind of in this place that I was just kind of at rock bottom, I thought, well, why not? Why not try it? And so Signed up for the real estate classes, signed up for a marathon with you, and just went all in and decided, you know what, I'm, I'm going to face my fears head on. And I think then when I really brought my business to the next level was two years in. Mm-hmm. So I um, was a real estate agent for two years and 
just had, again, all these fears holding me back from my true potential. And it wasn't until I had friends speaking into my life, seeing that there was more potential there and really encouraging me to go for it. So I think really having people, business-minded people, friends that surround you is so important. That accountability, just kind of seeing the things you can't see Mm -hmm. and speaking into your life was definitely vital for me to really take it to the next level. So, yeah. You were at a down point in your life prior to real estate. Prior to real estate, (laughs) yep. Yeah. So, and then, yeah, just uh, getting into real estate and, you know, kind of taking care of myself spiritually, mentally, emotionally, working on all the things. I hired a life coach and just really invested in myself and worked really hard on the things that I needed to change to better myself. And then, you know, in the long run, ended up bettering my family. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so. Okay, so you started to do that work on yourself. How long did it take? Do you feel like before you started to feel, see, realize a difference? Yeah, so it was a process. I think I worked on myself for a good six months before I was kind of like, okay, now I need to go do that next step. Mm -hmm. And there were some hard decisions that were made in that next step that were critical in moving forward in my relationship and with my husband, with work, just, you know, in all areas of my life. And so, you know, I would say good six months of me investing in myself and you know, being surrounded again by friends who are supporting us and supporting me and everything. And then you kind of still are like, where am I going? Okay, now what? (laughs) You know, and again, having those friends to help direct you and give you that next step, because looking at the whole picture is so overwhelming, but having people break it down for you and go, okay, well now just focus on this. Mm -hmm. Now just focus on this. Okay. Well now you have your real estate license. What do you do? Okay. Well, I have this connection with this team and, you know, connecting me and everything. So I, It just, again, yeah, surrounding yourself with people that can see those things for you, give you clarity in those steps was really vital. And I often say that it's always there. The next step is always there. Mm -hmm. It's around you. You just have to see it or hear it. When you say, I love love how you said investing in yourself because I'm a big advocate of that as well. And that can take many different forms. So Mm -hmm. can you talk a little bit about how you invested in yourself? Yeah. So one way was running getting up in the morning, having a good morning routine. And I would not have just done that myself. It was setting up that accountability, knowing that another person was waiting for me to come pick them up in the morning to go running. Had I not had a friend, you, to do that with, I wouldn't have done it. So one, yes, good morning routine. Two, having that accountability. Again, all day long, I'm going to say accountability and having your village to to help you through those steps. So I've invested in myself that way. And then really just try to create good boundaries, good healthy boundaries in some different areas. For example, you know, just carving out time for myself. I had a really difficult time. We had a two-year-old at the time. And so I was mama all the time and wife and trying to do real estate and trying to train for this marathon and try to do all these different things. And so really just making it a priority to take out, you know, one hour, two hours to just go shopping or go for a hike. Just created some time for myself to reset Mm -hmm. so I could be a better mom, so I could be a better wife, so I could be a better business owner. Mm -hmm. I think it's so important. A lot of times, we're the last person to think of. And if we're empty, we can't be there for other people and fill other people's cup with our empty cups. So it's super mm-hmm. important to invest in yourself. Yeah. What nitty gritty, raw 
fun thing are you challenged right now? This could be personally, we, we all go through these parts in our business, in our life. They're, we're always going through something. We're always moving up, leveling up, growing, being challenged right now. I mean, you've been in your business how long now? Yeah. So three and a half years. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. a baby, <laughs> <laughs> but she's crushing it y'all. So three years mm-hmm. in business and, and that I think is a pivotal moment mm-hmm. too, because you're under the five-year mark, but you're still receiving this growth or experiencing this growth and you kind of have your things in place and you know what you're doing. So mm-hmm. it's not like you're a newbie on, on mm-hmm. the block. But we're always growing and leveling up or going through something. So what is mm-hmm. something that you could share with our listeners that you're going through right now that you're like, I don't know how to do this? Yeah. <laughs> um, one is work-life balance. I think that's uh, always a tricky thing. And you always hear that, you know, that phrase or that term work-life balance. And you're always striving for that. And really kind of coming to the realization there is no good work-life balance. You know, everybody comes up with their kind of word of the year, and I've always been shy, you know, to do that because, I don't know, just because everyone else is doing it, so I'm not going to do it. But this year, I, I really thought about if I, if I was going to come up with a word for the year, what would that word be? And my word for the year was mindfulness. And the reason I thought that that was an important word for me to kind of hold on to or, you know, goal to have for the year was because... I came to the realization there is no good work-life balance. But when I'm with my kids, I need to be mindful that I'm with my kids. When I'm with my husband, I need to be mindful that I'm with my husband. And when I'm at my job, I need to be mindful and do a really good job at my job. And you need to create healthy boundaries there. So what does that look like? But it's been a constant struggle because I love my job so much. I could work all the time Mm -hmm. and neglect my family and neglect my kids. It is a huge struggle for me to kind of put my phone down Mm -hmm. when my kids are around because they need me. My job needs me. My people need me. And another struggle is, you know, there's a lot of realtors right now because the market is really, really good. And so how do you set yourself apart too? What are you going to do differently? And when I first became a realtor, I thought, well, I'll just be available all the time because you know what? I've seen these other realtors and they're, you know, done. They only work nine to five. And so I'm going to be available all the time. And that's worked for a while until now it's, I'm on call all the time and it's affected my family. So I'd say that's my biggest struggle is, uh, finding that quote unquote, perfect work life balance. So what are some things that you're trying to implement or work through that? So you, that's awesome. You recognize it. Mm Mm-hmm. And so what are things that you're really trying to do this or you're, mm-hmm. you know, so that. Yeah. So I think creating healthy boundaries will start with the beginning of the morning. Yeah. So I don't really work until 9 a.m. Uh, most days. Now, if I have an appointment, obviously there's some exceptions to that, but my morning is with my kids and then I'm a mama until 9 a.m. Unless I have a client who is in <laughs> dire need and I know, um, but I'm a mom until 9 a.m. I drop my kids off at childcare at school and that's kind of a non-negotiable. I've had to make that a non-negotiable. And so that's one area. Two, then on the days that I pick them up from school and childcare, uh, I put on that mama hat mm-hmm. and I say from this time to this time, my phone is on the hook, on the charger, and I am going to be a mom. We're going to play games. We're going to make dinner together, whatever it is. Again, being mindful and being present in those times. So we, I might be a little bit more limited to how much I'm spending with them, especially when the market's a little bit hotter and busier, but 
in those times that I do, making it very quality. And then with my husband, you know, making sure that we're going on those date nights weekly. And that it's not just a restaurant where we're like, you know, talking about the kids, but trying to do fun events or going golfing or going hiking or doing things that we can kind of create a better connection with. And not saying that just going out to eat is not creating mm-hmm. a good connection, but, you know, there's something about going and doing something together. It's just, it's fun and it creates, it, it keeps your marriage fun and exciting, I would mm-hmm. say. So just being more mindful in how I spend my time with my family, I think is this what I've been trying to challenge myself to do. Good. I love that. Yeah. It's not always easy, though. <laughs> no, it's not. But it's not about how much, how much as much as the quality right. of the time. And that is so true. Like you can spend right. 10 minutes of really good time with your kiddo. And that, right. and that's for me. You give me 10 minutes of really good time and I'm good. You right. know? But my final question is, what is something that you don't get asked that people, that you wish people would ask you? Oh, I threw that at you. Oh, no. <laughs> and, and this could be anything. Like it could be anything. Not that I wish people would ask me, but I I think just recently I've come across, uh, just in the last few weeks here, four people have shared with me that they're getting a divorce. And so I want to be private out of respect for my, you know, my marriage and my family about, you know, the things that Dave and I have gone through. But also I kind of wish that more people knew and knew how difficult marriage is, but that there is hope and not, you know, not to say that you can't get divorced or that's not okay because that's not what I'm saying at all. But I think a lot of times, you know, it's just, it's a sad thing and divorce is hard too. And sometimes people think, you know, that I I can't make it through this or I don't want to make it through this because that, you know, there's, I've got to be treated better or things like that. But I think not enough people fight for it. And I, I don't want mean to offend anybody, but what Dave and I went through was really, really tough. And we fought, we both fought really, really hard for our marriage. And I think, you know, not saying that most people wouldn't have done that, but I, I don't know that most people would have because it is easier just to be like, I don't want to deal with this anymore. Um, so I think the way that I would answer this is that I wish I could talk to people more about it, encourage them in their marriages, because I know how ugly divorce can be. And I know that how wonderful, if you can get, if you both are willing to work at it, how wonderful the other side of it can be because, because we're there. And I just, you know, it, it just, it truly does make me feel, you know, sad to see people, to see people go through it. Cause I know how hard it is, but again, two it's, people have to be willing to work on it. And so I do not in, in any way judge anybody who's gone through a yeah. divorce because both people and had my husband not been willing to work on it. I would be divorced right now, mm-hmm. but he was willing to work very hard, very hard for months and months and months. This was really good, Sarah. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Thanks oh, for sharing. thank you again for having me. Awesome. It's always so fun chatting with you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much. We'll talk later. Peace. Bye-bye. Hey there, guys, real quick. If you are loving the podcast, could you do me a huge favor? Would you rate and review this podcast so other people could find it? That is the best way for people to find more about In the Nitty Gritty. Thanks so much. Peace.